Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Foran. Time now for another solo episode from the insights that I get. It does seem like you appreciate a short and effective solo episode. So for this one, I've had so many messages asking me to discuss this, and I didn't think it would be such a wanted topic, but it does seem that for a lot of you who did catch COVID maybe once or several times, maybe different variants, it did not do your experience of anxiety any favours. So I decided I would talk about my experience of having it and how it impacted me from a mental health side of things before getting it, during having it and after having the virus. To be honest, had I known how ill I would feel with it, I would have probably been far more anxious at the thoughts of catching it, but I think it had just become so normalized in society and my fear response had just accepted that I would get it eventually. So the initial worry that I think we probably all had in March 2020 had leveled off a bit. Even though I hadn't caught the virus, I think when you're exposed to something that's frightening for long enough, it starts to have less of a frightening impact on you. And this is known um, in, in any therapy that you would do as exposure therapy. And it's really effective for things like phobias. Or for me, when it was really helpful, it was when I had a really hard time being somewhere that reminded me of a time that I'd had a bad anxious experience or a panic attack, like scene of the crime syndrome. And I had to keep going to the same place again and again to expose myself to it. And and eventually, you know, from that exposure, you know, and reassuring myself, I was able to eventually break the association and the fear would reduce. Now, it's not quite the same with COVID because you could still you know, remain fearful and rightly so uh, of catching it. But for me, the fear, I guess, just lessened over time. And for most people I spoke to, it seemed to be really just like a bad cold. And I had already had a few pretty awful viral illnesses already earlier on in the year. Um, And I've had a really, I've had a few really bad flus before, ones that had me in the bed for two weeks or more, uh, which I'd survived. Not to say that they weren't horrible experiences. So I was almost 
I hate to say it, like wanting to get COVID so at least I could get it over and done with for a few months. If it was a virus that had have broken out that would make you vomit constantly for two weeks, I would probably never have left my house in the whole time since March 2020. If I was anxious about anything before getting it, it really would have been more so about the logistics of how I would manage everything with my super energetic toddler who wants to play all day long and refuses to even sit down and look at five minutes of TV, which is is great for him and his development, but sometimes when you're not feeling well, you just need a moment. I was anxious about how we would cope if we couldn't have anyone over to help with him or, you know, if one of us or both of us were bed bound, I don't know what we would do. Obviously, in normal times, if we were that unwell, you know, that's where grandparents and friends or neighbours could step in. But that was obviously a no-go with COVID. In the end, the logistics uh, thing was, it was definitely a pain in the arse, I'm not going to lie, but we got through it. Uh, And I'm constantly, constantly being reminded that the things you anticipate so anxiously are almost always worse in that anticipation. That's where it's all wrapped up in. When it came to it, I just, I had no choice but to go through the motions and count down the days and as intense as something can feel when you're in it, it always, always passes. It always passes. You always come out the other side. It's just hard to believe that you will sometimes with anxiety. At first I felt, when I got COVID, I felt really quite all right. I don't know where I got it from. Um, I had been out and about socializing um, probably more than I had been in a long time and um, with different brunches and breakfasts and meeting up with people. Um, but I just had a bit of a a bit of a tiny bit of a kind of a cough that came out of nowhere and a bit of a headache and I thought great I've gotten off lightly and my mom as it happened my lovely mom was up visiting at the time because she was trying to help me I had some work things to do and I didn't have childcare at the time so she came up to help me from Dingle and so that actually really helped the logistics as she was stuck there with us but obviously less fortunate for her because she wound up getting it and thankfully she was okay and actually in one way it was convenient you know it was really convenient to have an extra set of hands but equally it was more anxiety inducing for me to feel that I had like trapped her and I didn't know you know how she would be um how she would react to it if she got it if she would be someone who got it really bad or not and she's in her late 60s so that was not uh, an enjoyable part of it the worry about everyone else never mind having a moment to, to worry about yourself so as soon as I tested positive on antigen I sent my one and a half year old boy, Caelan, and my husband and my mom off for a PCR test. The next morning, before any results had come in, Caelan woke up so ill, uh, so I knew that he had it before any texts had to confirm it. He was just glued to me like a koala bear, and he was he was white as a ghost, so poorly, and he was throwing up, and he had a temperature, and because Caelan doesn't go to crash, we haven't been exposed to that many illnesses yet. Um, so when he does get ill, I, I find it really hard to handle. So at that point, the anxiety about my mom catching it or me having put her at risk was swiftly replaced by my anxiety about my baby. Um, I had never seen him so unwell. And as any first time parent will know, when your baby's unwell, you just fall apart. You don't know what's normal. You don't know how long things will last. I didn't know anything about how it would impact kids. And I think I'd gotten a fright because I thought, from what I had heard, like a child would barely even notice having it. So of course, my anxiety was running away on me wondering, you know, if he was going to be this bad for a long time, or if he'd need to go into hospital, or if he'd need any extra help. I was so grateful at that point that I wasn't too bad because I could take care of him. So just lots of cuddles, lots of naps for him. And I just actually felt, I felt really confident as a parent that I was able to comfort him and knowing that I was all he needed, like that was actually really really good for my confidence you just feel like you really step into the role in those times you step up and you do you bring what you need to bring to it to make your your kids okay 
The evening that Caelan had become ill, Barry started to get the shivers and he was curled up in just not feeling well, wearing a massive parka coat with the heating on full blast. Meanwhile, I was roasting. So he had it, but he didn't show a positive for days. Um, he came up negative on the PCR, but he actually only showed a positive like long after he had symptoms when he was finally feeling better. My mom being negative was able to drive home. She was she didn't have any symptoms and she was still negative. So with the rules having changed, she was able to like have free movement. She drove back to Dingle where she lives on Saturday and it's on the other side of the country. Um, and it was only when she got home then that like her body was like, okay, we're going to feel it now. And the next day then she tested positive and she wasn't great, but she was, she was okay after a few days. She just had to take to the bed. Um, I was so relieved that she'd gotten home because I didn't know how we would have taken care of her because as soon as she left, I got way, way, way worse. So I was positive on Wednesday and by Saturday Kaylin had perked up and that's when I just completely nosedived and it's so weird how it happened same way it didn't happen for my mom until she had taken care of us I really believe that your body has your back when it needs to like I had to take care of Kaylin so my body obviously fueled me with the adrenaline or whatever was necessary and as soon as my mind knew that my baby was okay it was like, okay, now you are free to feel the full brunt of this virus. It's the same way it happens when you get sick, when you go on holiday or Christmas, when you're no longer in go, go, go mode or that adrenaline subsides, a space seems to open up where whatever you haven't been processing or dealing with comes and fills the space and makes you deal with it, which is always unfortunate when you're trying to get a break. But I really do think your body will always have your back when, it, when, you, when you need to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. What scared me about COVID when I had it um, was the nausea. So I want to reassure anyone listening that this is apparently super rare to have any tummy issues with it. But if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that it's always been my weak spot. Um, so to feel that sick and like I would I would potentially throw up, um, it just it really scared the shit out of me. I felt so, so ill, but I never actually threw up. And I actually think it would have been better if I had thrown up and I'd gotten some relief, but it was just always sitting there. Um, I do think my experience with pregnancy sickness definitely stood to me um, because I was able to remind myself that, you know, I had gotten through that and I come out the other side and obviously pregnancy sickness was far, far, far longer than COVID would be uh, or far longer than any, you know, tummy bug would ever be. So I was bed bound at this point. Um, Barry was a good bit better, so he was able to mind Kaylin. But I'm I'm convinced I was sicker for longer because I was resisting it. I felt so guilty leaving everything to Barry because he he I mean he wasn't a hundred percent. He was really tired, so I kept trying to get up and trying to help. And then I would feel so horrific. I'd have to literally. I mean, at one point I crawled back up the stairs into the bed. I had to surrender to it. I was just stuck to the bed. I was so nauseous, so weak really fluey, just that feeling of not being able to lift your head off the pillow. I couldn't even, you know you're bad when you can't even watch Netflix. I was like that for about five or six days. So all in all, I think I was sick for about 10 days with symptoms. And for me, it was at about day eight, the anxiety really kicks in. Because at that point, you're just so worn out. You're so depleted. Your resilience is worn down. And of course, your thoughts are influenced by how poorly you feel. It's hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. It's hard to think positively. I know this to be true, but it's so hard not to believe your thoughts when you're in that moment. And I've talked about this ad nauseum. My biggest worry was that I was not feeling better. Would I not feel better? When would I feel better? What if I had to go to hospital? What would Barry do? What if I got long COVID? What would happen to Kaylin? What if I had breathing issues? I even had thoughts like, what if I am now permanently left feeling like I'm always going to throw up for the rest of my life? Like I had to get Barry to reassure me that that was probably not likely. I've discussed this so many times, but being unwell physically 
whether it's bad period pains or anything, a headache, anything, is one of the biggest vulnerability factors that gives rise to anxiety. And it's something that if we're not aware of it, we can think, oh no, we're losing it. Our anxiety is really getting the better of us. It happens when you're unwell. You cannot expect your mind to be strong and clear and positive when you've been glued to your bed, feeling miserable. Your thoughts always match your physical state. The same way you're probably familiar with feeling really upbeat and happy and buzzed after you've done a workout. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So even though I'm well aware of this, I still really need a lot of reassurance from Barry to balance my thoughts when I'm in that fog of illness. I cannot recommend enough having someone, even if it's a friend and not necessarily a partner, that you can freely voice your anxious thoughts to so they can hear them, so that you can let them out and be heard. Definitely someone where you're not going to be afraid of judgment, someone who's not going to try and minimize what you're feeling or make you feel silly for what you're feeling or you know, I, th- I think so often we think that we can go to anyone with, with advice that's a friend, but you kind of have to be careful. I was reading this in a book by Brené Brown. You have to be careful about who you go to for what support because you don't always get the same support from different people. Some people are fixers and try to make everything go away. Some people will try to re- like give you a sense of perspective of saying how much worse off it could be. And of course, that will make you feel more like shame for how you're feeling. What you want in this situation is someone to hear you, hear your thoughts empathize understand that of course you're thinking that way of course you're feeling that way and gently reassure you that it's okay without making you feel under pressure to feel any different at that time so when you're unwell your mind and body feels as though as though it's under attack which it is from a sickness or a virus and when that happens it sends in the thought troops I, I think of them as like a troop of an army troop just us everything out and make sure you're safe in that moment your threat response can't know that the threat will very likely pass and very soon it's primitive and its only job is to keep you alive so it makes sure you're aware of all that could go wrong and that's why all those thoughts come to the fore now your more rational mind which has taken a bit of a battering from being so unwell and so tired can usually step in and calm down the fear response and that's all the work we try to do with owning it and the books and different experts that I speak to but when you're unwell physically you might need someone else to step in and do the work of your rational mind the mind that knows that even though you feel like shit right now you are okay you are safe and you will feel better soon 
So Barry reassured me that as awful as I felt and as much as I was so afraid of getting sick, it was far better to have these short-term symptoms than have longer standing upper respiratory issues. And I was so lucky. I re—I mean, I had to really remind myself of that moment. I was so lucky that it didn't impact my breathing too bad. But I know that this has been a huge source of anxiety for lots of you. Um, and having any difficulty with breathing is such a trigger for anxiety because our breath is our anchor. So when we don't feel in control of that, it can be really scary. I had been sick earlier on in the year in January where I had been I'd been far worse um as far as my breathing and my chest was concerned and I remember one night sitting up all night and my chest had gone into spasm I could not stop coughing and I really was frightened and I had to send Barry into another room so that he could get rest but then being on my own and having that much of a rattling cough I really did feel panicked because I didn't feel in control of my body and that's it always comes back to that not feeling and when we're not well we don't feel like we're in control of our body and when we don't feel in control we feel anxious we feel at risk it's really hard to counter the anxiety when you're in such an acutely crap moment there's no point in trying to all you can try to do is accept that this is where you are right now and it won't always be this way you are so strong so much stronger than you think and you can ride this anxious wave. You're more than capable and you don't have to not feel anxious. You don't need to be able to breathe through it. You just need to allow yourself to move through it. Sometimes that is all it is, just allowing it to happen. So Barry brought me back to the facts. Nobody had ever been left with permanent nausea with COVID. Of course, I was scared and anxious because I hadn't felt strong in so long. It had been a really long time. I would get better. It might take longer than I thought. I might have gotten COVID far worse than I anticipated, but each day I would be one step closer to feeling feeling better. And then on day 10, I really turned a corner. I was anxious about recovery because I had been warned by so many people to take it so slow and to stay in bed and stay at home and not go out even when I was feeling better because it could just knock you down again. And I'd been told by lots of people that it was a very slow return to you know, normal energy levels. Now I am super wary of this myself because a few years ago I I got a really bad flu. I was I got sick on Christmas Day. I went, I just wilted like a flower visibly bending over and falling apart people could just see me wilt in with a space of like a half an hour um I was really bad for two weeks and then I seemed really better I I thought I was fine I went out for a friend's birthday for dinner then shortly after that I started to feel unwell and I actually ended up getting a viral infection in my inner ear my middle ear um, which was really hard to figure out um I just felt really intensely dizzy and nauseous and horrible I had to go to a a physio that specialized in inner ear issues and he diagnosed me then with vestibular neuritis which is a viral infection of the middle ear and which gave me that vertigo feeling sickness and it was just honestly it was fucking hell on earth for for six long weeks It, it took me a long time to recover from it and it can happen after a flu but when it's vestibular, when it's viral vestibular neuritis, it's often, it only happens once in your life, I'm told, and never again. And I don't know anyone else who's ever had it. So please, in me sharing this, do not be living in fear of catching this. Um, so that experience certainly influenced my fear around being sick. So I really did take it really slow after COVID. But as soon as I felt better, I really massively improved. Like it was a full immediate bounce back for me. No nausea, just went away, no weakness. I didn't even feel the tiredness that I was warned about. So for me, the fear about coming out of it was far bigger than the reality and we're always informed by our earlier experiences so because I had had that bad experience as awful as it was at the time maybe it taught me to take it slow and maybe because I took it slow I was able to recover really quickly maybe had I been like thinking I was better and been out you know trying to catch up on things maybe I would have prolonged the illness and so I do think there's always some learning in some 
some of our less favorable um, anxiety related experiences. Um, in terms of anxiety post-COVID, I felt really relieved to know that I was out of the woods for at least a few months. I was less nervous out in public places in the immediate aftermath. But now it's been a while. It's kind of coming up on the time where I feel that I need to be a little bit more careful. I'm, I am a little bit more worried about getting it again because of how bad I felt. I do not want to experience that again. I, I really did not enjoy the feeling at all. But if I do, I've been there before. I know it's intense, but it's not forever. Maybe I won't worry so much about the nausea. I will absolutely surrender to the bed and I, I will try not to feel guilty. So that will definitely help me feeling better sooner. Um, I will know that the nausea is a symptom. It's a rare symptom, but it's just how it affects me. Um, and that doesn't have to mean there's anything more sinister going on. It's really, really hard. I know it's really hard if you have health anxiety to go about your normal life without worrying about it all the time. I don't think that I particularly struggle with health anxiety until I'm in a position where my health feels compromised. For me, it's when I'm actually really sick in the moment that the anxiety rears up. But when I'm well, and maybe maybe it's, maybe it's I've grown, maybe it's all the work that I've done on myself, I, I do manage to see things in a more balanced way. So as much as I don't want to get COVID again, I'm not as afraid of it now as I would have been afraid of being told I would get it again while I had it, if that makes sense. I can separate the facts from the what ifs and I can take care of myself as best I can. And with COVID, I mean, we certainly still have to exercise our own um, awareness and personal responsibility with, you know, making sure that we're, we're, we're being careful where we can. Uh, but not to the point where we're, we're afraid to go back to normal life because we have to at some point do that or else the anxiety would be more about returning to like life socially um so I can make sure that I get lots of rest and I always have done that ever since my first experience of anxiety rest is, is just paramount for me and I can accept that I'm just someone who feels frightened when they're unwell and that's okay I'm not alone in that and neither are you so that was my COVID anxiety experience I'm sure it was different for you I'm sure everyone has different stories to tell different um I know from asking on Instagram how people felt a lot of people fe are feeling anxious afterwards are feeling that their thoughts are muddled um, and that is very much the kind of foggy thought patterns are can persist after covid but just know that that's what it is and it's not you and you haven't gone backwards and it's not your fault and you're not doing anything wrong and do what you can to balance things back to that rational side of your brain and write things down or talk to someone who like i said can can be that part of your brain for you when you're not necessarily feeling it yourself and as I said always do it with someone that you can trust where you're not afraid of of judgment so that was me um, I hope you found this reassuring or helpful thank you so much for listening and I will be back to you next week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access a full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.